Episode 3 of Better Mind Podcast is now. I'm your host, Rob Moreno. You can find me on the socials at the Robbio. That's R-O-B-B-E-O. Thank you for checking out today's show. I get to interview Luke DeVosta today, and he is one of the nicest, most laid-back sports bettors I've gotten to know, and he has bet on some very interesting things. I have totally interrupted his sleep schedule to get this done, so I'd appreciate if you check out the whole show. Now, here we go. Let's get it going. And here he is, the I believe the leader of what we have now called the Super Betting Crew, um, Luke Devasta. Did I pronounce that right? I didn't even check with you. You did. You did. You nailed okay, it. Okay, yep, sweet. Just like, I nailed just it. Like I nailed pasta. Luke, just like pasta. Luke Devasta. Um, yes, we have a special secret text group. It's not all that secret, but I feel like it's a it's a special thing. And we have just called ourselves the Super Betting Crew. I have no idea how that came about. I think I nicknamed us the Super Betting Bros, like Super Mario Bros. But we're now the Betting Crew. But thank you for doing this, man. This is only my third episode, and I just want to get to know the mind of sports betters. And you're 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 all part of that younger generation. I'd like to say you know you're you're a newcomer in the space. You know, not calling Kelly Bidlin a little bit older, but hey, we <laughs> we've been around a little bit longer, and I, I want to get to know your mind as well. And so. I'm going to do what I like to call just rewinding, rewinding it back and let me know where you're from. Because of what I understand, nobody is from Vegas. No one's born and raised here. Very few people. And you are not an anomaly to that. You are not from here. You're actually pretty new to Vegas. So where are you from? Yeah. So I moved to Vegas now. It's been about just under a year. But uh, I'm originally from just outside of Boston, south of Boston, down near Cape Cod. So out that way, and uh, I've been all over the place ever since leaving right before college. I went to uh, attended the University of Alabama, and then I worked in Washington, D.C., and that path has now taken me to Las Vegas. But yes, originally from New England, Boston area, you know, Bruins, Celtics, Red Sox, the whole <laughs> deal. I, I knew your, your Bama pride. I knew that. Mm-hmm. I remember when I first, or when you first came to VEASAN, um, I remember San Diego State and Alabama were facing off last year in uh, March Madness. So you're right. It has been almost a year because I remember you had just started. And I was like, how did I end up working with the one guy from Alabama or, or working yeah, at Alabama? A hundred percent. What a crazy time to uh, to hop out into this place. Too. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Right there in March. Like, I, I, it was <laughs> unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. Oh, March Madness is nuts here. If, if someone's had never been to Vegas during March Madness and if you're into college basketball at all, you have to hop in here. But um, what... So where were you before you came here to Vegas? Where so yeah, I was in I was in Washington D.C. just before I was uh, a producer and an associate producer for Sirius X. I started at Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. Believe it or not, there is a channel that does twenty four seven coverage of NASCAR. It is it is kind of mind blowing. And then after that, <laughs> I was moved over to the uh, the college conference channels they have there. We have them, you know, for the SEC, the Big Twelve the former Pac-12, ACC, the whole deal. Um, so I was working on SEC kind of as a utility guy, bouncing around. But, um, yeah, the Alabama background definitely helped me kind of I pivot bet it into did. that direction and, <laughs> and everything like that. So, yeah, I mean, NASCAR was great. It was a great place to – that's where I really got my foot in the door at Sirius. And, um, yeah, and then that helped me kind of – meet people, get connections. They're like, hey, you, you might know this side of it a little bit better than the NASCAR, and, uh, and that's where we ended up. But, yeah, I was there for about four years in total right out of college. I graduated Bama in 18 and then was there, uh, yeah, for the four years before here in Vegas. But it was a, it was a great experience. Satellite radio is a, 
is an interesting interesting animal. There's different Absolutely. types of things you have to deal with there, but uh, yeah, it was a ton of fun. That's awesome. That's awesome. I mean, it's also pretty cool. What did you study, if I can ask? Uh, yeah, so I studied. Um, it was a, I got a degree in journalism and communication. It was technically like communication and information sciences because I wanted to do my whole intent was to do radio. But there's really, I mean, there's not a lot of schools that have an actual degree for radio. So I, I did the journalism school, got all that side done, and I worked um, on a couple of different, I worked on the college campus radio station, actually doing a, a similar shift to what I do now. We would do a show from like midnight to 2 a.m., me and a buddy of mine just, you know, chopping it up in the middle of the so night. You're, born, you're, born for, you're bred for that at, at <laughs> nighttime. 100%. There's never, I, I'm insane. I'm, I'm a psychopath. So... <laughs> But yeah, we did that, and then uh, I interned. There's a Tide. Um, it's called Tide 1029. It's like an ESPN affiliate down there in Tuscaloosa. Did some work with them as well. But yeah, you kind of just had to. I felt like I had to go journalism just to kind of learn the media space a little bit, and then do as much as I could outside of that. Because again, there's no there was no radio in class, so you had to go find it. Yeah, totally. No, I love hearing these. You know, Kelly had a similar story, and I know I did not. But you know, following the path straight out of college, just straight into the hustle. And, you know, here you are, because, I mean, I I stuck around a little bit after college, just kept bartending. Mm. And I was like, I don't I don't know what I'm going to do in my life. But <laughs> here we are. We're doing what we we're doing, what we're meant to be doing. And that's the important part. So you've always been covering sports in some kind of way. It's in your blood now. Where did the betting start? Where did, when, when did that start trickling into your life? You know, you mentioned you've been betting for like 10 years now, which mm -hmm. is no nothing to wink at considering your age. So mm -hmm. where did that where did the habit start? Yeah, so it originally began um, years and years ago now. I don't know even exactly when, but I'll say just for the sake of this, I'd say 15-ish years ago. Um, I don't know if you recall, and I don't know how many of your listeners will recall, but ESPN used to have a fantasy game called Streak for the Cash. And essentially yes. what it was, yeah, was a... I was obsessed with that. Right? A lot, I think a lot of us were. But uh, So yeah, it was a, it was a pick 'em game. You pick one game at a time. You could pick as many games in uh, as many windows as you were allowed, like as you could fit in a day. And it was yeah. the whole goal originally in the game. It was like a year-long contest. And it was to win a million dollars, longest streak at the end of the year would win this big prize. Mm -hmm. Then eventually it changed to month to month, and they kind of started chopping it down. But I was still very much interested in it. But that that's where I started really getting into the the picking of games, determining, you know, like who's going to win, what, how do I figure this out? Because I was so fascinated in building that streak. And it gets addicting. When you get a big one built, you're, you really start to oh. panic because you're like, man, this is, <laughs> I don't want to lose this and, and everything. But so I did that. And I, when I first started doing that, I was kind of just blindly picking based on the percentages they put next to the picks, which is essentially like the betting splits now. Yeah, but it's crazy to I think would, how long ago how that was and not even yeah. realizing what we were reading and kind of trained us to read the data we read now. Exactly. So I did I, I was looking at all that, but then, you know, you fall into the trap of you're like, oh, this team is is unranked and they're at home, though, and 99% and of people are, are picking them. And it's like, what, what's wrong here? Yeah. But um, so, yeah, that's even before I knew about lines or anything like that. I'd always heard about like my my. Uh, grandparents my dad going out to vegas to bet on like who was going to win the super bowl at the end of the year yeah. but you know that's just a future and, and you're like okay i get it you know you can do that whatever i had no idea about like game lines and anything like that totally my, my, my dad used to do the same thing or just right maybe not there so i grew up in mexico for a little while so there was a 
there's a little sports book down there. They're actually still around called Caliente. So shout out to them if mm. they want to sponsor a podcast somewhere. <laughs> but, you know, we used to call, we used to call it just like the refrigerator ticket, you know, like sure. they, he went at the beginning of the football season, put a ticket on whoever, you know, mm-hmm. he probably never won, obviously, because he was <laughs> my, my, my dad's a Chargers fan. So, you know, <laughs> but, you know, that ticket just sits there all year long. And I used to do that, too. Once I got old enough to go to Vegas and stuff, I used to do the same thing. Just check out town and not even know what I'm betting and just take a ticket on something and just stick it to the fridge. Oh, for sure. So yeah, that's kind of like where I knew, I always knew of the, um, you know, what, what was going on in Vegas, but when it came to the lines and everything, I had no clue. And so after, after a couple of years of doing this, I started a, um, doing the streak for the cash thing. I started a Twitter account that was dedicated to the picks and whatever. And I slowly grew that over time, but I began to find out that, yeah, you can, check the lines for these certain games. And although a lot of people are picking one side, you know, this one team might be favored and that that directly tells you what Vegas thinks is going to happen. So after that, I was like, Oh wow, you can, you can bet on each individual game like this. You can get this amount of money from just this one game. I don't have to build a 30 game win streak to get money. I can, you know, I can just do one offs and, and get it that way. So yeah, but that streak for the cash was, um, a hundred percent the reason I got into it and and quick story too about that when I was a uh must have been a sophomore in high school because I was just able to drive I actually got in contact with the guy who ran the game out in Bristol oh, wow. so I just That's sent him cool. emails you know yeah being like hey I'm interested in the industry all this type of stuff he got back to me he's a great guy and um he was like yeah if you want to come down and shadow me for a day let's let's do it or whatever so just a ran one random saturday i drove like three hours from just south of boston all the way into bristol connecticut hung out with this guy for the whole day saw how we ran the operation got to see the uh the inside of espn in bristol and um it was phenomenal and then yeah ever since then i still do keep in touch with him but ever since then i was i was truly truly hooked on the industry i was like i have to be here i have to be in something like this for the rest of my life that's sick i totally had Honestly, I had totally forgotten about Streak for the Cash, and I I remember being <laughs> hooked at it, uh, just <laughs> like you said. Like I think, and this is something I think that attracts me to sports betting. It was, it wasn't just about the picks. It was like figuring out how, at least for me, like how can I fit in my day a maximum amount of picks? How can mm-hmm. I approach picks that other people aren't thinking about? You know, like because I knew, okay, well, I'll, I'm only awake during this time and I'm only watching games during this time. That's, mm-hmm. you know, someone got 10 in a row in one day. I got one. <laughs> I got to maximize my time here. This yeah, guy's going to exactly. beat me. And no, I never got no, no kind of streak going. But okay. you, like you said, you know, you got like a couple days in a row or something going and you were like, it was like shaky. I was like, I'm going to lose this whole streak. This is yeah. crazy. But that that's cool that you actually uh got contact with that guy and actually used it as a way to kind of feed yourself into the industry. And so going with that, like, you know, where, where are you now in in your career? You know, obviously you're here in Vegas. What's the job that led you here? So yeah, the, um, the job that led me here was uh, the producer role for follow the money, which is the morning show on VEASAN. So um, yeah, when I finally got in touch with the guys out here and was able to lock that in, uh, I think I moved from, from DC to, I think I packed everything up and moved out here in like three weeks time. It was, it nice. was pretty wild. <laughs> I did it pretty quickly. Like I remember all the, uh, all the guys out here when I got here were like, damn, you, uh, <laughs> you just left, man, that's crazy. Um, but yeah, I, I had to get out here for it and, uh, I've, I've loved every second of it so far. It's been, 
eye-opening again in many different ways. There's there's a lot about the ins and outs of Vegas. I obviously had zero idea about, so I'm starting to you know get a hold of all of that. But uh, yeah, I'm the producer for the for the morning show, which again referencing the hours, I uh, <laughs> I'm awake that 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 yeah, continues. Yeah, not your it's, traditional morning. No, it's not. It's an East Coast morning drive on the West Coast. So we're 4 to 7 a.m. out here. That's, that usually constitutes a, a 1.30, 1.45 a.m. wake-up call every morning. <laughs> but uh, I get my naps, and you just call me at the, uh, the back end of my, my first nap of the day. I'll get my night nap in later. We'll be all good. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's just been an absolute blast working with everybody out here. And I, I love Vegas. I really, really do. That's awesome. And yeah, I, I want to say thank you, obviously, because so for the audience, uh, this is Luke just woke up in the afternoon <laughs> for us to do this because he, he hasn't he has like a vampire schedule. So yeah. <laughs> got to flip it around. The, to, the, I think this might be the first time I've seen you in the daylight. So this, yeah. is, this is special <laughs> to me, first of all. So go to go to our, go to my YouTube if you want to see Luke in the daylight. Um, but so you've you've covered many different sports. What's become your, your, you know, I know you told me there's too many, but what's, if there's one sport that kind of just attracted you first to the lines and the spreads and just trying to figure out how can I bet this sport differently? What, what sport did that for you? Um, probably originally it, it was one of the college sports. I would say it either had to be football or basketball. Um, just because that growing up, even though I was in Massachusetts, it's not a very big college sports town. But for some reason, my family was always super into that. And um, my grandparents have been to, like, games all over the country. They would always come back and, and tell me stories about these places, like going to Knoxville, Tennessee, or Boise, Idaho, to see Boise State, you know, and all these big-time games. So that is probably where I got pulled in first was was college football. Actually, my first legal, quote-unquote, legal bet that I ever made was <laughs> – um, was a, like a Panthers Monday night game or something like that. So it did start NFL, but I think the yeah the original pull for me was was college football, college basketball. Who doesn't love the tournament? You know that's such a big deal for everybody. So March Madness uh, really got me involved in that. But yeah, I mean those those are the teams and the games I always was most familiar with. I kind of understood the the outlook on everything, the you know the scope of all of it. So. Yeah, I would have to say it would be it was college football or college basketball. It's really tough to pick. I am more of a college football fan personally, you know the Bama guy thing. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was it was one of those two really that that pulled me into the to the betting space in general. This man does not care about anything but the tide. I will tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> but so, you know what what what's your you know you kind of reference like a legal bet. Obviously, mm -hmm. things have changed a lot since 2018, yep. but. I mean, hey, back in the day, we, we, we bet what we could bet, right? And I, I think most of us don't even fully understand what, like, legal betting still is. I, I, I still talk to, you know, old friends in California, uh, North Carolina, who are still learning about this stuff. And they're still grasping on what is, like, legal betting versus, mm -hmm. like, offshore. And it's, it's yep. crazy to me because it's, it's just so ingrained in the culture here, especially considering where we work. But it's ingrained in the culture here in Las Vegas. And so what what... What have you picked up from just living out here in Las Vegas and being a sports better and just being in a book every single day, day in and out? Obviously, it's probably not for the best, but <laughs> what's it been like? A full year around the, around the world? Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because um, there's a couple of things that are funny about Vegas. And uh, now that the, uh, the country is, is becoming legal pretty much everywhere, 
Um, even today, Alabama, the state of Alabama, uh, passed through some, uh, like casino lottery sports gambling legislation. It's not official yet, but they're, they're working towards it, which is insane for that state. But for Vegas, I mean, it was weird because I had legal, like the, the big time apps, the DraftKings, the MGM, the FanDuel's of the world. We had all that stuff where I was at in DC and then moving out to Virginia, um, or, uh, to Nevada here, I'm, I'm driving across the state line still trying to look at my app because, you know, there's there's like the tournament's about to start. I'm moving here for the <laughs> tournament. And all of a sudden it's not like nothing's working. I'm like, what, yep. like, what is going on? Like, did I <laughs> do I have to update something? Like, what did I do? Do I need signal? But so that the the apps part was definitely a small uh, a small minus out here because you don't have as as much access to it. It has changed already in the last 11 months since I've been here. So I will give the I will give the state credit. But in terms of being in the book and seeing like the advantages of actually being here, you learn a lot about it being, it's more focused towards the limits. I feel like that they will take versus the actual amount of selections that are available. So mm-hmm. especially like where we're at with Circa, the big, the big play there is the you can dog. bet, you can bet as much as you want on a lot of things. They'll take a hundred thousand dollars, which I don't have, but people do. <laughs> and they will put that money on heads or tails on the NFL, you know, in the Super Bowl. So that is probably the biggest thing I've realized is it's, um, it's a different kind of game. It's, it, there's bigger money being thrown around, obviously, and the markets, they're tighter, but you have plenty of opportunity and you're not going to be able to put that much money down on a legal app in theory. So that's, it's kind of the attraction of this place to a lot of people. So that's kind of really where I've I've started to have yeah, my eyes open in the sense of like, oh, this is this is why people are still attracted to this place, still love this place, and then obviously get the whole casino vibe and the free drinks and a and a roulette wheel or a blackjack table nearby. So that, that doesn't hurt. But a free drink yeah. passing by doesn't doesn't hurt. <laughs> exactly. Not at all. So but yeah, I think that's kind of been the thing I've I've learned the most about and and kind of been a little shocked with. I didn't realize how big of a deal that was out here. And then plus they have all these contests we talk about with you know circa millions, yep. circa survivor. Now there's all these types of in every casino or every book seems to have their own version of that. So things like that. That's you don't have access to that in a lot of other states. That's kind of where this place takes the edge. Absolutely, I, I love what you just said because that was something that my brain had to slowly process living in Las Vegas. Cause I think, so I use this term a lot here and it's ROI versus entertainment sports betting. And I think not living in Nevada, Las Vegas specifically. Um, I think I always just thought of it as entertainment, right? It was just mm-hmm. not that it still isn't, but living here with the way real sports bettors treat it, like those, the pros and the, the true professionals at it. I just realized like, okay, there's also an, it's not only it can't only be entertainment it could mm-hmm. also be a a plus an roi aspect to it mm-hmm. um and that's something where you know for me that 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 process starts to build out and that's something i fell in love with uh you know lately obviously you know i've started getting into um predictive modeling with my betting with ufc and tennis mm-hmm. and i think it's the process of getting information and pulling a bet out like that that i've fallen in love with more than like the res- uh, sort of more than the result you know i obviously i want a green check mark in my spreadsheet mm-hmm. but <laughs> mm-hmm. but it's it's the process that i fell in love with um so what about you what are what are things that like what's your process as as, as you go through about your day 
on what you're looking at to bet. You and I are both tennis bettors. You know, mm-hmm. what is it, not specifically tennis, but what are things that you look at throughout your day on to find, you know, what you want to bet? Yeah. Um, usually it's, it's things that stand out. And, um, for example, since we're, since we're a day past it last night was the perfect example of it, that Detroit mercy IUPUI uh, game yes. where Detroit coming in was Oh, and 26 on the year. IUPUI is six and 20, but for some reason, Detroit favored by five and a half and everyone's like, what is going on here? It was a head scratcher. Why would you, why would this be the line? And then of course, Detroit wins by 15. Yeah. <laughs> Vegas knows all that's how it works. So and that's an extreme because it was so uh, – that one seems so blatantly obvious right there in front of you. But, yeah, I, I personally am – I'm not a big public better. I like to I like to fade the public when it comes to to where the money's at, where percentage is at. If too many people are on one side, I just – there's something in me. I can't, Something contrarian in me. I cannot bet with the public. And it sometimes is a downfall. Like the uh, like for the ex- example, the Super Bowl, I had to take the Niners. There was no way I was not taking the Niners. <laughs> I and was I know thinking it's the, bad. Don't worry, I was thinking the same way. The whole, like everybody's on the Chiefs. Let's go Niners. Exactly. Yeah, it's it was just across the board. <laughs> They're favored for talk. a reason. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Then that was another one. Yeah, they were favored. Why is the line not moving? It was it was terrifying. The whole thing was very confusing. But and I I get it. It's Patrick Mahomes. Whatever. But, you know, he's great, and he's yeah. going to do his thing, and he did, because <laughs> Kyle Shanahan apparently didn't know the rules. But that's fine. That's neither here nor there. <laughs> so, yeah, like, uh, for me, it's usually just surveying the day, seeing where, especially with, like, something like tennis, trying to find a guy who's been in good form lately who is matching up with somebody who might be perceived to be a little bit better, and this guy then is getting plus money. I love plus money. That's that's kind of where I try to gravitate towards but um, but yeah, it's a lot of looking at the lines, trying to figure out where is this off, why is this off, where is everybody on it, and if you can do that, I feel like in a lot of ways you can do well, and it, it works pretty well with like mid to lower level college basketball, it works well with the bottom half of college football, stuff like that, where you're not getting as high of a volume maybe on these games, but even still, if you're able to see like... There's not a lot of people betting it, but even the people that are, like, all of them are on this side. Like, I'll take the other side all day. Gladly. Gladly. <laughs> so that's kind of where I I lean towards with that. And then still, I mean, I think I understand that, that um, I understand stuff like what you, and I, I'm, I'm incredibly impressed by it. All the modeling, all the, all the analytics and stuff that go into things. I need to get better at that personally. But I also do have this weird thing where... I got to watch it all. I got to see the game play out. And you kind of get that. You just get a feel sometimes for people. And sometimes there's there's no way to predict any other way it's going to go other than the guy has, has been hot. He's He's got momentum. He looks like he cannot be beat. And you just continue to ride somebody who is. So it's it's all over the place. Um, there's definitely things, yeah, I need, to, I need to focus in more when it comes to strategy and figure out what works best for me all the time. But... Yeah, the, the basics are, are fade the public. I'm not I'm not taking them. Try to bet with Vegas if you can. If you know Vegas needs something, if you ever see the Vegas needing something to happen, take that all day. <laughs> There's a reason this place looks the way it does. I was just about to say the same thing. That was one of the quick lessons I learned, especially working with other uh, sports bettors. Is mm. there, you know, these these buildings aren't built on our winning tickets. <laughs> Not at all. If, if you've never seen Vegas, the buildings are really big. <laughs> and I mean, 
you know, you know, I appreciate what you said about like the modeling and the analytics and stuff that I've decided to dive into, but you're also absolutely right that like, and I've been asked about it too. Like, how do you measure a guy on a win streak, hot streak? I'm like, you can't measure that. You can't measure momentum. Like it's just Mm -hmm. one thing that'll, you know, there's no number that can quantify that. And it's something that, you know what, I've seen it in my modeling where it's like, man, I'm going to ride this guy on a, you know, Hey, this weekend, which this will probably be posted after the fight, but you know, Volkanovsky versus Teporia, you know, Volkanovsky's had, you know, he's had his two losses, but Teporia's mm-hmm. undefeated on a hot streak, like the hot new guy. I can't measure that. I can just, mm-hmm. you know, look at what I can and go from there. But sometimes you do have to apply, you know, that gut feeling or our other brain, you know, the just listen to your 100%. gut sometimes. But yeah. And really, and one thing to go off of that too, another strategy I do like that's not, it's not very consistent in terms of, how often it occurs. And um, we have had, I've had the host on the show that we work with Mitch, Mitch and Pauly. They, they mentioned you can never handicap human emotion. I personally, I personally disagree with that. I entirely disagree with that. I think you can handicap human emotion because I've had a handful of times where it's college. Um, it could be anything, but if, if something emotional is happening to a team, to an organization, you can use that in a way, obviously, you don't, you don't want what happened to have happened. Like, for example, uh, I think it was, was it last year already? Yes. Or, yeah, two bowl seasons ago now, the ReliQuest Bowl. After Mississippi State, their head coach, Mike Leach, tragically passes away. Totally, yeah. And yeah. it was about a month or so before bowl season and their game, they were playing Illinois. I thought, you know, there's no way this football team is going to lose this game when their yeah. head coach... They've lost like that's something that you see in movies. Not that's just any head you, coach. Yeah, it's totally yeah. Yeah, not so exactly. Not just any guy. Well, you don't it's, you don't watch Mike sports Leach. movies, so I don't know how you know that. <laughs> well, that's that's a whole other topic. Um, but yes, uh, so it's like one of those things you know you see uh, you just like there's there's some kind of there's something going on and it's something you can't necessarily. I get what they're saying when you can't handicap it because it is impossible to measure how it will come out. But situations like that, it's it's like the whole. The whole talking, if you've ever been on a team of any kind in high school or anything, it's like you rally around stuff you like rally, that. You rally 100%, and, um, man. So I took – I remember that was one of the biggest bets I've ever taken in my life that day was uh, Mississippi State money line, and uh, it came through. And they actually – I think the spread for that game was three and a half and ended up closing that. They were up 13 to 10 late, 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 and uh, didn't look like they were going to cover, but they were going to win, which was fine for me. I just took money line. I wasn't risking that. But then, of course, like last play of the game, what are the last plays of the game? There's some crazy, like 80 yard fumble recovery from Mississippi State, and they cover the spread. It's just like this is unbelievable. And then the same thing, same thing recently with uh, the Warriors when their um, assistant coach tragically passes away. That was the same thing when they eventually did come back. They took a few games off. I forget who they played when they came back, but they they beat them by like 25. And it was a you know it was an emotional night for the team. But it's like again. Teams channel energy like that into certain things. So if you find a situation like that, it doesn't have to be necessarily a, you know someone dying or whatever, but it, it right. can be a, a natural disaster, something that has brought a community together. I think that as an angle is um, is pretty unbeatable in my opinion. Totally, and I and you know in the UFC it's also even easier um, to find those kind of emotional spots because it's one guy, right? It's not mm-hmm. you know if I, I'm kind of pointing at the opposite, you know you got guys that are dealing with things outside of their fight camps, you know, whether it's divorce or just things like that. And that emotion just doesn't translate into the cage come Saturday Mm -hmm. night. And, 
it's just it works the opposite and yeah you sometimes you just got to think about that like is it worth laying that price mm-hmm. knowing their head isn't in the game so to speak yes. but um you know i i'm gonna ask the opposite question so those are some lessons you have taken but what are what are some lessons you've learned the hard way out here in las vegas about sports betting not you know normal life out here in las vegas <laughs> <laughs> um yeah it's interesting i'm trying to think specifically of any lessons that have been super difficult but um i don't know i guess it's just yeah just be a little bit more analytical you can't just go into things completely free-flowing and just thinking oh i know this team and i've seen this before and and all that like there's there's definitely ways to read lines, which is, again, what I, I do like to do, but I, I continuously have to get better at it. You have to always be monitoring bet splits, monitoring how much money is in certain places. But, yeah, for me, I mean, I haven't – luckily, I haven't had anything too devastating happen to me in terms of gambling out <laughs> here good, yet, which good. is nice. I mean, I've lost some parlays here and there that would have paid very nicely, but there's nothing you can do about that, unfortunately. Maybe stop betting parlays. That would be uh, something I could <laughs> – teach myself that's a little usually, bit that was one that's usually at the top of my book but, yeah exactly you know. but I you did. know something something i talked about with kelly was having you know there's there's your bankroll for what you want to accomplish whether you know like i have my bankroll that it's dedicated to tennis and the ufc and actually re- having a return and there's a little bit of money that every now and then it's just kind of sprinkled on something you know honestly i even that's that's part of the money I use towards the Super Bowl because I don't really bet the NFL, but of course sure. I bet the Super Bowl. So it's like sure. that's coming out of that bankroll. So I mean, hey, sometimes those parlays are there just for just for kicks and giggles. Oh yeah, totally. I I totally get that too. And yeah, managing bankroll is definitely another thing I would probably have to improve at. Just no, almost separating the apps to be like this app is going to be oh. for this thing, <laughs> like this one's going to be for this thing. This is for this, like. Yeah, that's there's an advanced level right there because I don't. Yeah, I just I'm, have the one. I just have it all in one place. <laughs> that's. I mean, that's smart too. I, I just, just know myself. I wouldn't here, be I guess, able but... to. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to control myself. Um, but yeah, I think another lesson, I guess, to come back to that would be how valuable um, the futures markets are and and awards markets, things like that. Because I never. I'm such an instant gratification type guy. I need it now, totally. now, 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 now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's a problem too. You can't always be that way. So there's definitely a huge, huge plus to betting futures if you're if you're on it, if you know kind of, and you get you obviously got to sprinkle it out throughout. But if you do have big futures, it allows for incredible hedging opportunity towards the end of the season if that future is still in play. And I've seen that firsthand. Um, a bunch this this year just in the year i've been out here so i would think that is probably the place i have to improve and that i've learned like this is a very profitable way of doing it in vegas and more often than not when you meet guys out here who do this professionally that is what they do they they they're big on futures markets they they hit that stuff they hit everything else as well but it's it's super easy when you know you're able to hedge as pretty much as much as you want unapologetically because you have you know 50 grand coming in yeah. if this team wins the Super Bowl. <laughs> then you're like, well, I'm I'm as much as I have, I can throw on the other side and then we're good here. So, that's definitely one of those things I've it's kind of opened my eyes to as well. Totally. Yeah, it's something I haven't uh dove into a lot either is the futures market, but I've realized that watching these guys continuously just it's not about being on the right side. It's just it's a good number. It's a good outlook. They bet it and then they they have a hedge and it, you know, it's one thing I've learned 
Uh, it's something I've heard in the studio a lot over at Vison, and it's you won't go broke turning a profit, and mm-hmm. that's what the that's what the long game's about. But uh, going with that long game, you, what keeps you chasing that sweat? Because I mean, you know, it's, we're watching tennis matches at five in the morning, sweating already. <laughs> <laughs> I just woke up. You've been awake for a couple hours at least. But there's something. I don't. There's. It's got to be something wrong with us. But what what keeps mm-hmm. you chasing that like sweat of like. You know, I got to watch this and I got to I got to pick the right side. Um, I don't I mean, I really think it is just my love uh, for watching sports. Like I've always I've always been passionate about watching as much as possible. I have a very wide palette in terms of what I watch. Like you were saying at the beginning, you know, I, I answered your your question in the uh, in the little survey there. I said <laughs> there's too many sports to count that I've gambled on. I mean, it's been it's been literally everything. You know, I do Australian rules football sometimes when oh, that's nah, on I'll, in the morning. What's the weirdest you know, thing you've ever placed a, a bet Yeah. On? So, I mean, Australian Sport rules or football. <laughs> <laughs> Australian rules is up there. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else that's like super, super crazy. I mean, obviously, you've, I've done like the Chinese basketball. I've done the uh, soccer all over the world. But soccer to me is kind of whatever. That's... Everybody can bet on that now, it seems like. <laughs> um, yeah, what else was there? I mean, the other day I was betting on, you know, like the Beanpot, you know, the, the there's a Boston-based college hockey tournament. Oh, yeah, only that's has true. four teams every year. Let's go. <laughs> Things like that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I've bet the Tour de France. I bet on stage okay. winners for that, you know, like who's going to win this stage. There's 21 different stages of the Tour. And do you want to talk about crazy odds for, for a one-day event? I mean, that it gets out of control. So... But yeah, I mean, I just love watching competition. I love it all yeah. over the world. I love seeing when people get together in places and, and they're super passionate about this one thing, why it's so cool, like why all these people in France get together in the middle of the countryside <laughs> to watch dudes bike by for what is literally for them 30 seconds. Like, yeah. that's it. They're gone. They're, it's gone. <laughs> they're you just gone. waited all day for that. It's not a NASCAR <laughs> race. They don't come back around. No. So it's and like... That, I that just... 30 seconds was... Like all they wanted for months. Yeah, that, like, that's all they wanted. That's all they I wanted. They <laughs> they hung out all day there. They probably tailgated and they're just partying and they're like, I can only imagine they're coming the, yeah. by. Yeah. So. <laughs> so yeah, it's just like, um, and then obviously I'll bet on I'll bet on racing, NASCAR, and F one. Um, yeah. Now I'm trying to really think about what's the craziest it's ever gotten. I I'd have to find a specific. I mean, we all example. got desperate in 2020 in some kind of way. Oh, there, that's a great that's a great point. Yes, I um, 2020 Madden simulations. I <laughs> went on an unbelievable run betting on Madden simulations because it's kind of like you're like well, the numbers, like the 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 actual ratings and everything. They're right there for you. Like you can see like Who's which better? team is better yeah, rating wise. It's kind wise, of like, like doing the, the analytics for you. Exactly, in a way. So that that was fun. I got on a very good run doing that, and then I lost uh, way too much money betting on one of the games when the Seattle Seahawks, driving down four with multiple timeouts left, decided to not use any of their timeouts and ran the clock out on themselves. And I lost a lot of money. I said, Russell Wilson, why? Why would you do this to me? But, yeah, so... That was during the pandemic, though. Obviously, yes, a very different time. Um, yeah, <laughs> but that was a great time for for one of your sports, UFC. I mean, everybody was into UFC then because that was like the only show in town. Yeah, yeah, that was definitely a fun time for for me as a UFC UFC better. It, it allowed me to like focus on. That's when I realized, like, what if I only focused on one sport? Yes, to get better at instead <laughs> mm-hmm. of just like here we all go over the fire. Place. Yeah, exactly. all over the place. Um, well, those are 
those are all awesome answers. I don't think I've ever thought of betting on a Madden simulation. So that, <laughs> trust me, that, I hadn't either until I saw the option, and I said, like, "Hey, well, let's let's see, let's see how this goes." What else would I got to do? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going anywhere today. Literally not. Literally not. So, yeah. what? Let's talk about Luke now. Not the mm. sports better, but Luke, sure, the individual, the vampire, the one that sleeps <laughs> all all day. Uh, you know, what do you do outside of sports betting? I know you watch sports a lot, but is there something mm-hmm. you do outside of that? Outside of that, sure. I mean, I like to, uh, I go to the movies, you know, I like to go out, um, hang out with people, friends, you know, nightlife stuff, like to do a little hiking every now and then, get some fresh air. I think that's good for you. Good for the soul. Absolutely. Um, it's, it's been a minute. I, I have to get back into it. I'm usually a pretty big runner. I have okay. not been lately, but I usually, <laughs> I usually am a pretty big runner. So that's definitely one of these goals for this year to We're get myself. We're about to hit that like three month gap of like perfect weather here in Las Vegas. Yes, so you got exactly. Get back into so no, it. that's that's where I'm I'm aiming to to really ramp it up. But but yeah, and then um, you know, just just visiting friends, family all over the country, wherever they're at. I love seeing people. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm just kind I'm I'm pretty chill. There's not a ton. It's not a super exciting life there's not a ton of craziness <laughs> going on or whatever but you haven't uh, been sucked yeah, into I, the wildness that is las vegas which is good which is like yes <laughs> exactly no i'm still avoiding some of the the absolute depths there but um but yeah just in turn i mean i'm just i'm pretty laid back and that's kind of why the not to bring it immediately right back to the sports gambling thing but that's why i've always i've been so interested in that because it's just like it's constantly on all day i'm able to to sit around and watch a lot of that stuff but but yeah, personally, I mean, I just, uh, it, it's, <laughs> it really is difficult. So much of my life does revolve around this stuff. It's pretty impressive now that I'm sitting here trying to think of an answer for you. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, but know, those, play... those, those simple recreational things are great, right? I mean, mm-hmm. even, you know, I can't recommend being outdoors enough to people. Like it's just mm-hmm. get some, get some vitamin D, get some mm-hmm. sunshine on you. Cause I mean, sports betting, don't get us wrong. It's a lot of fun. But it's got some high highs and some low lows, and you know and that's something I like, like love talking to other sports betters about. Is like, how do you ride out that the lows, right? I mean, especially mm-hmm. nowadays, it's you know you, we live in the world of gambling Twitter, and it's like everyone's right or everyone's wrong. And you know how how do you personally do you use some of those recreational things to kind of you know let, let's we all hit a dry spell. You know, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm on a I'm on a little cold tennis streak here, but it's like. I can either bury myself in it or get out of it. You know, it, are those some of those recreational things or some of those things that kind of just let you ride out some of those lows? Yeah, for sure. Like if it's, if it's getting, um, yeah, if I'm not seeing the board correctly or if I just, yeah, there's something off with, with my handicap personally, that's definitely a, uh, a strategy I employ. And, uh, yeah, so I like to get out, just spend a couple hours out somewhere else, just get some fresh air outside kind of try to forget about it during the day, which is still hard. Even when I'm out there, I'm still like, damn it. I'm still thinking about this line or whatever. Shouting from the top of the mountain. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, that's actually another uh, huge perk of Las Vegas that I didn't necessarily consider before. But I mean, the natural beauty of this area is it's it's pretty remarkable. It really is. And being from the East Coast, being from a place where it is it is flat, usually most places, and just trees, and you can't really see anything in the distance anywhere. You just get your little area. Rains a lot, but, I mean, out here it's gorgeous pretty much all year. You have these incredible mountains surrounding the place and, and trails and everything all over. Red Rock is uh, is one of my favorites. It's incredible out there. Yeah. But, um, 
but yeah, I think that's valuable too, to just get out, try to go somewhere, especially try to go somewhere where there isn't any, um, there's not great signal. Something that's what like I was going to say. You know cell phone I mean? connection. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Get yourself somewhere where, like, even if you really want to, you can't place that bet. Yeah. Like, just so you're just completely locked into wherever you're at. And that's great. And then, I mean, yeah. And I've had some of those experiences in the past, too, in different places when I would be in a state that was legal for the gambling, doing whatever, not doing great. And then I'd have to go on. This was before it was legal in Massachusetts. Like, I'd go back for a week to visit family in, in Mass. And, uh, wouldn't have access to the apps or anything like that. So I'm just like, okay, I'm done for the week. Like, that's it. Like, can't do it for the entire yeah. week, whatever. It, it it feels like agony at first for me, and then I eventually <laughs> get over it. And then, I mean, you some of stare my... stare at the app on your phone. Like, <laughs> yeah, just on. wishing. I'm like, damn. <laughs> but, uh, and then I'll get back from that kind of week-long hiatus, and some of my some of my best hot streaks of all time have been coming back from yeah. a week taking off it really does help you reset but um but yeah there's definitely ways to do that out here too like i said get out get out some of those red rocks climb on some dirt get some <laughs> sand in those shoes you know yeah. and uh and then hopefully help you reset a little bit you know yeah the breaks totally help you reset you know i was thankful for that random like six week break that the ufc did at the end of the year because mm. it had felt like i was betting you know and don't get me wrong i enjoy betting it every single weekend and then it stopped but it allowed me to just kind of like, ooh, okay. What's yeah. a Saturday night normally look like? What you know? Yeah. <laughs> let's let's look back at what's happened. Let's look at the model. Let's see if there's anything I can tweak and what have I learned. And so yeah, those breaks are great. So I want to say thank you for doing this. Thank you for hanging out, of Luke. Um, this is where I'm going to let you just plug and say whatever you want. Where can people find you if they want to check you out? Yeah. So uh, on Twitter, I am at Luke Div D I V for that i'm just checking to make sure that is correct yes that is <laughs> and then if you also do want to follow i try to keep it rolling it's it's been a little iffy lately i'm trying to fire it completely back up but if you want to follow the account that got me started with the streak for the cash stuff and that whole thing it's at streak bets on twitter that is the um that is my picks account kind of and and the account i grew throughout high school to get myself down to Bristol, Connecticut to hang out with that guy for Street for the Cash for the day. So that that's my betting uh my betting accounts there. I uh I did do a podcast for a little bit. I kind of lost control of it, so it's all good. <laughs> we'll maybe figure it out again someday, but I'm just trying to stick to Twitter and just post picks and, and get people that information that way. So you can follow me at those two places. Awesome, man. I'll put that information in the description as well. Uh one last two I got like two last questions for you. Sure. First of all, I was talking about the text group at the beginning, the super yep. betting group that we have now named ourselves, which by the way, this text group has had maybe 50 names a month, maybe something like minimum, that. Minimum, minimum. But I think we finally <laughs> found one that works for everybody. Um, mm -hmm. You know, what is it that makes it special? Having a group of guys, it can be girls too, it's just in this case it's guys, but mm -hmm. a group of dudes just placing bets together. We're not always riding on the same bets, but it's just rooting for each other's bets. Man, we're just always up uplifting our bets as much as we can you know what, what what makes that camaraderie special well for me i mean i think it's just interesting like it's just good to have as many perspectives as possible because you're not gonna your headspace is not going to be the same as everybody else's there's going to be things you don't know about that other people do and it can work out it can work out great for you if you if you happen to tell that person so 
for example, like I brought up earlier, the bean pot. I, I'm pretty yeah. sure nobody in that group knew about the bean pot besides myself. No. <laughs> I had and no idea knew that, what that yeah. was when you texted. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's like, this name doesn't make any sense. What are we talking? You know it's basketball? always special when you post a pic and everyone responds with, how do I find that? <laughs> yes. Because exactly. they don't even know what sport this is. <laughs> exactly. So like I threw out Northeastern because they had won uh, four of the last five bean pots and they were a plus 250 on the money line. I'm like, I love this team. They're going to... They just seem to play well in this thing, so let's toss it out there. And a couple of the other guys started finding it and being like, okay, I'm in, and then we're texting all night about it. So, And that happens for everybody. If somebody will throw out some kind of goal score or some kind of like – especially if you're a fan of a team too. Like if uh, one of our guys is you know, he's like a Chicago Bears fan, it's like he, he'll, he might be better at honing in on a Bears prop than, than some of us would because we don't follow the team on the day-to-day. So all that kind of stuff is super valuable, I think getting as many perspectives as possible. And, um, and then, yeah, you just kind of ride with each other from there. And it's a lot of fun. It's, it's great. But yeah, if you know somebody's good with something, it's good to, it's good to, good to tell them. And, and yeah. I think that kind of brings that out. It's a good feeling too. When that text comes back saying, Hey, good hit, you know, because yes. it's like, Oh, I made my buddy some money. Like I don't yeah, even exactly. care if all they won was $5. I made my friend some money. So I like, yes, a hundred percent. And continuing on that real quick. Like, it's like, I, even if I have, you know, say I have one bet for $10 that I threw into the group or whatever, and then I have a personal bet with myself for 100 bucks on something else. I'm almost more into the $10 bet because I know 100%. Like, this is multiple other people <laughs> on, are riding this with me here. Absolutely. And um, so, yeah, like I said, when, when you send us, send us your tennis model picks or whatever, I'm checking those out every morning. I'm like, boom, riding this one with Rob here. Sometimes <laughs> I already had it in my head before you sent it, and I'm like, the model has affirmed my suspicion. There you so go. That's all. <laughs> this, you know, so it's, it's good in, in, in every way, but, yeah. uh, but yeah, I think it's, it's a lot of fun having a group like that to kind of get, go back and forth with, because I've realized, uh, throughout the course of my career and in getting into the gambling space, I am so much more invested in it than all of my, like my close friends from back home and stuff. I can't text my friends from back home about all the bets I make. They would no. actually call the number and they would put me somewhere. They, they you know would what be I mean? worried about me. Yeah. <laughs> All my friends very... listening right now, don't worry. I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So it's like, guys, don't worry. But yeah, they're like, they'll text me something two days later, like for this, this IUPUI Detroit game. They're like, oh, did you see they like hit? I'm like, yeah, we, we covered that like two days ago. We were on it like <laughs> a week ago. We, we knew about that. That's come and gone. You're not, you're not catching us by surprise here. So, but yeah, it's just great to have a group like that for sure. Absolutely. Well, shout out to the super betting crew. I'll post mm-hmm. this podcast in there when, when it drops. And mm-hmm. uh, my last question before you head out is what exactly do you have against sports movies? I don't understand why you, you hate <laughs> sports movies. <laughs> it's a great question. Yes. We brought this up this morning. Um, I don't have anything against something. That, I don't, if it's historically accurate, I'm fine with, and I'm in. You know, okay, no that, movie's going to be historically accurate. <laughs> not a hundred percent, but they're trying. They're trying. Um, if it move, if Based there's a sports on. movie, <laughs> yeah, exactly. If there's a sports movie though, that's that's fictitious. I I have almost an impossible time turning it on, even if it's like, <laughs> even if it's supposed to be a comedy that just happens to have sports in it, like. So either something about it, I'm gonna hate like the way the guy is throwing the ball. Yeah, the you're movie. like that's impossible. Hate that. Yeah, like this is this is ridiculous. And I mean, like I said, I think personally, the reason why I love sports so much is because day to day, it's the greatest soap opera drama. Anything, any kind of accolade you want to use for it, it's the greatest unknown of all time. And once you know something, or once you know something has been scripted, 
even if you don't know the result, to me, that completely <laughs> turns me off. So I want nothing to do with sport. I watch enough sports on my day to day. I want, you know, if I'm going to watch a movie, it's going to be something completely different. It's going to, it's going to be something, yeah, historically accurate, maybe about you know, like uh, what was the thing, Napoleon recently with, uh, oh yeah, <laughs> with with uh, Joaquin Phoenix, Joaquin you know, something Phoenix. like that. Like I can get into that. I love history stuff. I love like the war movies. I love all these kinds of different things. But when it comes to sports, you know, it's just like I've I do this all day, every day, anyway. I can take, I can definitely at least take a break right now with this so maybe i respect that. i respect that, maybe actually. i'll get to caddyshack someday but you know <laughs> no i respect that a bunch because i think sometimes separating what we do every single day is is good sometimes you don't want to be watching the mighty ducks wondering man i wonder what the spread was when they faced off <laughs> <laughs> although i will I, I will say the uh i did love the movie uncut gems with adam sandler because i just that thought was good a it was it was it was realistic enough you know it, it definitely it had a, a true story aspect to it. It had real athletes in it. So that was interesting to me. And then the gambling portion of it, I guess they just did, they did a really good job at making you stress like crazy. Like you were the guy did. I was who stressed. had a hundred grand so in the tip off. I was for Adam Sandler the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, it's he insane. put how much? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was so yep. good. But so that's like kind of one of the exceptions. But yeah, sports movies and me, we've never got along. I don't know why. Don't know why. <laughs> Well, thanks, Luke, for checking this out. Everyone follow him on Twitter. Uh, send him sports movie recommendations so he can start <laughs> digging in. But uh, thanks, Luke, for doing this, man. Yeah, thanks, Rob. Appreciate you. I want to say thank you one last time to Luke DeVosta for coming on the show. Totally appreciate his time. He was a fun person to get to know. And so once again, you can follow him on Twitter at LukeDiv. You can follow me, Rob Moreno, at TheRobbio on all the socials. Go find me. Say hi. Say what's up. And then once again, I will keep asking. Please rate, like, write subscribe to the podcast it helps me it helps me get you more shows so why would you not want more of me now so one last time thank you everybody for checking out the episode check us out next time here on a better mind